Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions, as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. You are listening to Dolly Shares. I'm recording this to be played for the first time on Wednesday, February 26, 2020. Nancy Hopkins is the producer, and I'm Dolly. So, um, let's read the angel card, yeah. Angels wanted me to pull this card, so let me... Get it set up so I can read it to you. It's number 29 out of Christia Cummingslack um, Angel Heart Oracle Card Set. I call it my Angel Cards. Um, Archangel Hadranial Self Love. Archangel Hadranial is all about love, and the first love is self-love. We must first love ourselves before we can truly love another. Ask Hadranial to help you with this. Self-love is one of the hardest loves because our inner critic can be quite harsh and judgmental to us, thus pinching off our flow to self-love. Take a moment and check in with yourself. How is your self-love? Have you been kind towards yourself today? Spoken kind words? Given praise for a job well done? Given encouragement for your inner struggles? Archangel Hadranial can help you no matter where you believe you are on this path of self-love. Ask Hadranial, to help you choose kind thoughts, loving thoughts, and help fire your inner critic. Whose voice is that anyway? Ask Hadranial to help rid you of this harsh voice and replace it with one that has a more loving tone. Give thanks to Archangel Hadranial for their continued support on your journey of self-love. Thank you, Archangels, and all the other angels, <laughs> for your love and for helping us. And don't forget, y'all, all you have to do is ask. And don't forget to say thank you. The, arch the angels, all your angels are around just waiting for you to ask for their help. They want to help you. Um, and, and in here it, it mentioned, uh, where is it? Choose your thoughts. And, whose voice is that anyway? You might, you might be hearing uh, things that are a voice that's telling you, you, you that you're no good, you aren't thinking right, uh, every thought you have is wrong, all these negative words against yourself is what you might be hearing. That is not a voice that is good for you. That is a voice that's coming in to drag you down. Tell it to get out say, I don't know who you are, I don't care to know who you are, get out of my head and never come back again. Period. And you don't have to thank that voice. Just order it to go away. Leave it alone. And you can replace that vacancy because when you tell things to go away out of your thoughts or your or, or pain in your body or 
when you tell something to leave your body, you need to replace it. Because that void will get replaced one way or another. So if you order a, a negativity out of your out of your thoughts, put a positive one there. Say, I am loved by God. I am very loved by God. Or put some other positive thought in its place. If you order something out of your body, a negativity, replace it with a positive. Because you need to fill the voids. It's like when you dig a hole in the ground. Here in Florida, it'll fill up with water. <laughs> um, because you dig three feet and you're fill the hole's filling up with water. Because we're a peninsula. We're like an island. <laughs> There's water under in our ground under us. Um, but even if you're like up north, yeah, that dirt might start falling in, or uh, it'll fill up with leaves if they're falling off of trees, or anything else that could be that's around. It, it, that hole will be filled with something. So that shows you that if you have a hole, it's going to fill up. Make sure you're the one who's putting the positive things in that hole. <laughs> that, that thought just came to me. And I knew I wanted to share it with you. Uh, oh, okay. So, let me put that to bed, because that's done. Um, and I can put this down, because that's done. Oh, yeah, I'm doing dolly chairs. I was wondering, well, where did my material go? <laughs> I'm not reading. I'm doing dolly chairs. I was asked, uh, uh, or suggested, I had some suggestions lately on what I should talk about on dolly chairs. I want to share with you the reason that I have Dolly Shares, so that I do it. I was sharing thoughts that I was getting from the posse with Nancy and Colleen, and, and they said, well, you should do a Dolly Shares, a, a show like that turned out to be Dolly Shares. Share your thoughts with everyone, because... There's some other people out there who would like to hear them because maybe they're experiencing pretty much the same things. So I agreed to do that. And so basically Dolly shares is the thoughts that come into my head. I do like suggestions to get my mind to working on my thoughts. Because sometimes I just don't have thoughts that I want to share. They're kind of private thoughts. Hold on. Mm. Okay. Um, but um, I wanted to address two of these suggestions. <laughs> now if I can remember. Oh, jeez. Oh, 5G. 5G. Um, I always get suggestions about different uh, things that were found about 5G. Seriously, folks, I'm not the one to send those suggestions to. You should send those to Nancy Hopkins, not Pelosi. Pelosi doesn't give a shit. Um, send those 5G suggestions and, and comments and and things you found in your research and you want to share, please share those with Nancy Hopkins because 
in Dollywood. Nancy is the 5G person. She's the one that's going to handle that issue. She's she's a, in, in Dolly World. She's the five G go to person. I really don't get interested in it at all because I figure she's got it handled. I don't have to fuss over it because Nancy's on the case. <laughs> so please send those uh, comments and suggestions and references to her for 5G. Um, and what's the other... Oh, yeah, recently I've had a few who've suggested I do something on the coronavirus. And this is going to sound really crude, but I don't care about the coronavirus. I'll explain why once I get through this part. Um, I do I do care that it's a manipulated thing. I'm wondering, my thoughts go when I think of coronavirus or I see it or it goes through my head fleetingly. I wonder why. Why are the Chinese people being genocided? What's the deal? The Chinese people are very... Uh, I, I lost the word. They can be told to do something and they do it. They... Do, they Nine times out of ten, they won't stand there and argue with whoever's telling them to do something. Like we Americans, if somebody tells us to do something, of course, right away we think about it and we think, do I want to do that? Why are they telling me to do that? Who is this person telling me to do that? But the Chinese people seem to be more compliant. That's the word I was looking for. Whereas we're, we are more argumentative. Ar we argue more. <laughs> we won't just do something without thinking. And the Chinese people seem to be very compliant. Most times, I think they have some groups right now that are being uh, radical. They are... Um, uprising but but it's not that many of them they don't have so many that they should go in, in and uh, try to eliminate as many Chinese as they can who made that decision to do that and why what the heck I'm so tired of people like that, that's what concerns me. Not so much the virus, which I do feel bad for those who get it, uh, but I know those who don't make it through the virus, I know they're going to be in, in uh, I know where they're going. Well, the good ones. <laughs> I do believe in hell, so for those who are going to hell, oh well. You made those choices to to put yourself in that position. Shame on you. Well, not even shame on you. That was your choice. So, uh, anyway, I'm not so concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is who makes these decisions to kill people. And they go out and do it. Why? Why are they allowed to get away with this shit? Why? And, and the things that really concern me is the swamp beings right now. And it's not just the Democrats. There are other 
beings who are swamp beings in different positions. Uh, there's Republicans, Democrats, the people who work for them, the people who work for agencies who deal with them, uh, in the government. Um, there's mayors in, well, like that California mafia guy who's the governor. He's a good example of a swamp being that isn't in Washington, D.C. He is in a, well, he's a Democrat or a Republican, I don't know which, but he is a swamp being who isn't living in D.C. Swamp beings are those who are out to hurt people badly so they can control them. They want to control people to better themselves. I guess that's a good Dolly definition of swamp being, is those who will do anything, anything that they have to in order to tr attempt to control people <coughs> for their own benefit. That's what interests me at this point, is the, the beings who are manipulative and awful and, and uh, hurt other people and kill other people even. They go that far. They don't just uh, try to manipulate them mentally and emotionally. They, in order to get what they want, if they have to kill someone, oh well, they'll kill them. Doesn't matter to them as long as they give what they want. And now we're back to Russia again. They can't get past the fact that it was proven that Russia's not interfered with us. They were the ones who were being uh, who were uh, what do you call it? Playing with Russia uh, to try to get Trump out. Trump wasn't the one playing with Russia. It was the swamp beings playing with Russia in order to get rid of Trump and his family. Because the swamp beings are terrified of Trump. They know he's working on cleaning the swamp. And that's where they live, in a swamp. So here we go. They don't have enough imagination to come up with something other than Russia again. And I guess this time they're pulling Bernie Sanders into it. They just, they wear me out. <laughs> if I really uh, stop and will let myself get back into that derangement place I was at with them, they could really take me out. <laughs> the thoughts on them. But, as I've said before, I don't know what happened, but when I was in the hospital this last time, something happened to change my attitude again. And thank God, I keep uh, changing. In many ways, I keep changing. And this time, I'm, it put me in a place where it took me out of the derangement. And I'm in a place where I'm waiting, I'm watching, and I'm wondering. And, and I'm doing it uh, with the calmness about me. Because whatever is going to happen is going to happen. We can help things to happen easier with our attitudes, with our energies. Sending out the good energies. Uh, supporting in whatever way you can the good guys. Um, 
we can help push it along faster. You'll have to wait, Amber. Amber's getting anxious. I haven't I haven't really been out of bed yet and she wants me to get her canned gravy food. No, baby. You wait. You wait for a little bit and mommy'll get it. Um so that's uh that's where I stand with talking about things like the 5G, please go to Nancy. She's very knowledgeable on it. And that's, in Dolly World, that's what, she's going to take care of that. I know she is. And uh, with the coronavirus, I, I don't want to look into it. I am just praying for those who get it. Um, I'm sending it up the ladder, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Taking it out of Dolly World and sending it up the ladder to be taken care of. <coughs> but <coughs> I do look at it from the perspective of who is doing it? Why are they trying to kill so many Chinese people? Why? And why are they being allowed to get away with it? Why? Um, so, but thank you for your suggestions. Please don't stop suggesting different things to me. Because uh, I'll let you know. I will tell you what part of what your suggestion does interest me. And I'll talk about that part. Um, I really don't know what else to talk about. Uh, it's been a relatively quiet couple weeks with me. I did get out of the house a few times, which was nice. I did some running around with Annette. We went to grocery store, Publix. We always go to Publix. We order groceries from Walmart, and we go and pick those up. <coughs> the, the Walmart people go around, and they gather up what we order, and then they bring them out to the car and put them in the car for us. But the things that we get from public are meats, fruits, things like that. Because there is no way in the world I'm going to eat meats from Walmart. And their fresh fruits aren't as fresh as Publix. I like fresh fruit. Like the pineapples, the bananas, the strawberries, the grapes. Um, I like it fresh, and Publix is really fresh. And that likes the raspberries and the blueberries, and we definitely like their fruits. Um, so that we went to Publix a few times, we picked up our stuff from Walmart, and. And she drove me past where she gets her nails done, and and we went to uh, well, doctors. We now that she has stents in her heart too, we always somebody's got a doctor appointment. We try to uh, make them on the same day and the same time with the same doctor. So we only have to go together that one time rather than individually at different times and different days. Because Annette does the driving. I don't even have my driver's license anymore. It came up for renewal when I was at, it expired. And when I was at the attorney making all the 
the making a net my POA just updating that paperwork and POA power of attorney if I get to where I can't sign papers or I don't understand things she does it for me <clears throat> and getting my final arrangements taken care of so when I do get to cross over everything's handled they all Annette has to do is call the funeral home. They'll come and get me, cremate me, and then the kids are going to put me in this. I'm going to be a tree. They're going to put me in this. Uh, they have special um, pots with trees in them. And you can either plant them in your yard or... Or you can leave it in the pot and have the little tree grow up. Uh, not as big as a big tree in the yard would be, but a miniature tree. Or, but I'm going to be a tree. They're going to put my ashes in the dirt there. So anyway, I took care of all that. But they made me go to the license bureau and get a Florida ID because my driver's license had expired, even though I had sold my car. I didn't have a car anymore, which did cut out having to uh, pay for the uh, registration every year. That was nice. Um, but, so I had to go and get my uh, Florida ID rather than Florida driver's license. <clears throat> so officially I cannot drive a car anymore. Which I thought would bother me more than it does. But I don't know if it's because when I was CNA I used to drive the people around to where they wanted to go. Um, they're shopping, or they're doctors, or procedures, or, or, or visiting, or so. I used to drive my people around, my patients, to where they wanted to go. And when I was doing it, I thought, boy, if I ever come to the place where I can't drive, I think I'll be devastated. Well, I wasn't th that much devastated. At first, it was really traumatic that I had to turn that driver's license in. It was the thought of it, because I had already sold my car, so I had already come to the conclusion I won't have a car anymore. And it was a nice car, and it was paid for, so... <laughs> I, it was truly one of those cars they joke about, oh, it's an old lady's car, and it never gets out of the garage. <laughs> so it has low mileage. <laughs> yeah, that was my car. <laughs> so anyway, I think I went through the angst of it when I sold the car. And so it pulled away from the house. But when I turned in my driver's license, I had a little bit of angst. But they did give me something in place of it. They gave me the Florida ID. So, they took something away, but they gave me something in replace, in for a replacement of it. See, like in the, if you take something out of yourself, replace it with something. <clears throat> because it makes, it fills that hole. It fills the void. And it makes it better. <laughs> See the comparison there. <laughs> so now I have a nice little Florida identification card. Um, where, were, where was I going with that? That was a change in my life. I guess that fits in with the change in my life and making the adjustment to accept it. Whereas, 
the change that I had in the hospital and my attitude, that wasn't a big thing that caused me angst. That was a good thing. Amber, you got to wait a half hour. Go outside and play and, and, and get in your chair. You haven't been outside yet. She likes to be out in her chair in the pool, and I. she loves being out there. She'll sleep out there all day. And if she goes out there and or leaves it for a little while and she comes back and Sagey's in the chair, oh, dear Lord, she'll jump right up in there, and sometimes she'll kick Sagey out. Other times she'll let Sagey lay there with her. It's not like we don't have... One, two, three, four. Four other chairs out there. Identical to the one she's chosen. <laughs> she has to have that chair. <laughs> so, um, back to the change from, from, uh, what do you call that? Derangement syndrome to where I am now. Wait, watch, and wonder what's going to happen, what is happening. And, and remember how I was really starting to fuss and get upset that I wasn't seeing things being done to drain the swamp. They'd queue and Trump, they just always would say, oh yeah, we're working on it, we're working on it. And I wasn't seeing anything being done. And now we've got uh, Durham and Barr and, uh, what's that dude's name? He used to be a mayor, and now he's out looking into Ukraine stuff. Oh, I know his name, but I Mayor, well, anyway, they're working on it. And Trump just fired 70 people all in all at once out of the people who were around him. I think most of them were in the White House, but don't quote me on that. Um, and he, there are people that were left over from Obama administration, y'all. So they needed to, to go away. If you are a boss and you go into a company and you take over the the old boss's position and the people who worked for the old boss don't like you and they're working the best they can against you, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep those people from the old boss who hate your guts and they are going to work against you? And they're going to go out and, and tell all the secret things that you're doing to everybody. Like Shift does. He leaks the information. Leaks my... Anyway. So, you go into a position like that. Are you going to keep those older, those people, for the used-to-be boss? Are you going to keep them on your staff? How are you going to get anything done? If they're working against you, how in the world are you going to get anything done the way you'd like it done, the, the way you're, you agreed to do it when you were hired? Trump made all these promises, like all of them do. In their campaign speech, oh, I promise you the moon. I'm going to bring the sun down here and put it in this place. It's going to make it even better. And they never do. Well, you can look at Trump's promises, and you can look at what he's done, and he's done his promises, and he's still working on his promises. So, uh... It wasn't easy for him because he's being fought every step of the way.
not just by the swamp beings in Congress, but by the ones who are working in offices, on the staff. So, if I was him, I would have fired him right away. I wouldn't have waited so long. That man has the patience of Job, I tell you. Look how long he's been in, and he just recently fired 70 of them. Those dudes would have been gone within the first week had it been me <laughs> building my new staff to the people who would work with me. That's the way I look at that. Um, yes, please, get rid of them. They need to go bye-bye. Supposedly Obama is still working in the background. He can go, they can go work for him. They love him. They can go work for him. That's the way I look at that. And that's... I wanted to try to explain this to you in a different way so maybe you would understand better. For those who have the Trump derangement, bless your hearts. I understand that derangement position you're in. I do understand it. You just kind of lose it. <clears throat> I completely lost myself in it. I, all I had to do is see those beings like Pelosi or, Sch or Schumer or Schiff or Nadler or any of those swamp beings. All I had to do is see them and I would go berserk. So I understand that derangement syndrome completely. It's, it, it's something that can just eat you up inside. Please don't let it. I, I pray for y'all to be able to go into a place where I am or similar to where I am where you can relax, sit back, wait, watch, and wonder. And when, when you know that they're doing something that is so disagreeable, you can sit back and say, yes, this is not right. Hopefully, or you pray about it, however you handle it, to be different. For Throw the blankets of love. Just throw them blankets of love. And you can also substitute it with throw them blankets of opening their understanding. Or... Uh, anything else you want to put in there that's a positive that you can... In uh, wrap them up in words of positivity of some kind that you can wrap them up in. But as you're throwing blankets of love, don't forget to put some around yourself. Give yourself a blanket of love, too. Because when you reach that point that you feel you need to throw them a blanket of love, you need one, too. <laughs> I found that out personally. <clears throat> Okay, what else is on my mind? Um, oh, I was telling you about having my driver's license taken away and replaced with a Florida ID. If any of you have older people in your lives that you're taking care of, just, just please open your minds to the fact if you're taking something away from them, replace it with something good. Something you know that they will like soon. If they don't like it right away, they will like it soon. Um, don't just take things away from them and expect them to adjust immediately because that won't happen. I know when you're young, you do not understand the way people think as they get older. <clears throat> because you haven't been there. 
you haven't been through that experience yet. You don't really know something until you've been through the experience yourself. Once you experience something, whoa, you can understand. Yeah, now I see why they did what they did, said what they said. Um, so if you're taking something away from an older person and they start to cry, you please have something, something positive you know they will like in place of what you're taking away. Not just like a teddy bear and hand them a teddy bear and think, oh, that'll make them all better. Or a sucker, lollipop. Here, have a lollipop. I'm taking away your, your right to this, but have a lollipop. No, not like that. Not like that. That's craziness. Have something, something important to them that they will appreciate in place of what you're taking away. And don't just take stuff away from them. Explain to them, well, we have, this has come up, and we have thought about it. <clears throat> if there's more of you than just you, we have thought about it. I have put great thought into this. And to make things better for you, we're going to do this now. Or, or if you have to take away their driving privileges, we we have to take uh, the car away. But we'll leave you your driver's license because that sucker's going to expire like mine did, and they won't be able to drive. But in their minds. They're going to think, oh, I still have my driver's license. So if I wanted to, I could drive again. But I know because she, they explained it to me, I really shouldn't. I can call so-and-so in order to get what I need. Or so-and-so will bring me what I would like to have, and I don't have to go out and get it myself. <coughs> Just do some, handle things like that for who you're taking care of. And it's not necessarily just the older people. Younger people, too. All ages. All ages. If you're taking something away, remember to replace it with something good. Something of value to the person you're taking, whatever you're taking away. Not just a freaking sucker or, or a teddy bear or Something like that. Give them something that means something to them in replace, as a replacement for what you're taking away. Don't leave them in despair. Oh my gosh. It's an awful place to be is despair in your thinking. I can't do that anymore. They won't let me do this anymore. What good am I? What good am I? Why should I even be here? Then they get in great despair. And you have to be concerned about their uh, will to live. <laughs> Don't put them in that position or yourself in that position for them. <clears throat> That's not a good thing. A good thing is to become compassionate, truly, completely compassionate. That's a good place to be, and, and a good place to be on the receiving part of it, too. Of course they'll be upset for a while, but if you've given them something substantial in replace, the... Uh, it should help them to get over it sooner. The loss of what you took away. They should get over that sooner. Um, what else have I had on my mind? Oh, I was telling you, Annette and I went out. 
Oh, we went to um, Coles a couple times. And that's a department store here where they have clothing and jewelry and bedding and things like that. <clears throat> and we just, oh, went out to eat a couple times. And Sonny's and Denny's, and I'll never go to Den Denny's again. It was awful. Awful, awful. Um, I don't even, I'm not going to share the experience. It was that bad. I don't want to relive it. Uh, but we did find out. Annette has been buying cured, no, no, non-cured ham, uh, bacon. Non-cured bacon. So we've been eating that, and I tell you, it is freaking delicious. I like bacon. We like bacon. To us, it's very delicious. When we were out, we had ordered some bacon. Well, it was cured. We didn't even think about it. Tasted that bacon. I had to spit it out. It was horrible. I, we could both taste the chemicals that were put into the cured bacon. It was horrible. <clears throat> I'll never be able to eat anything other than non-cured bacon again. It makes a huge difference, y'all. And I used to say, oh, yeah, right. You'll never be able to tell a difference. Yada, yada, yada. That's me. <laughs> Telling them. Oh, my gosh. I was shocked. I was really shocked over that. <laughs> it does make a difference. <laughs> oh, oh, and y'all, speaking of that, have you seen the latest Booger King advertisement? Oh, dear Lord. They have this hamburger that they show you and they do a time lapse on it and they say they've taken all the processing out of it and and if they sold their hamburger this is what happens and mold is growing on it and it is gross I mean you can see the hairs of the mold and the goop of the mold <laughs> oh dear made me gag there. Okay. It is that gross. It makes me gag even to try to tell you about it. And this is an advertisement to try to encourage you to buy Booger King's hamburgers. What? What? Where? Seriously? I tell you all, I didn't go there in the first place because a long time ago, I decided those McPoison and Booger King and when Wendy's and I decided I didn't want to eat their food because it was so processed. <clears throat> well, and even their potatoes weren't real potatoes for the french fries. Anyway, I saw that advertisement, sat there gagging. I had to, oh, it was awful. And then they showed it on The Five. The Five is a program on Fox Channel where five people discuss daily events. And it's really cute. Well, except for Juan. He's he's a very uh, left person. And I can't even believe he believes what he says. It's that bad what comes out of his mouth. But anyway, I enjoy The Five. So, Jesse brought, had it brought in. <clears throat> he was telling about it, and they brought in Burger King's hamburgers so, so that the people could eat them. After they saw the advertisement, no! Go lay down. She won't give up. She's pounding on my shoulder. 
doing this in my ear. Uh, I'll get it for you after this. Ten minutes, Amber. Ten minutes. So, anyway, back to the hamburgers. Uh, so, after they discussed it and they saw the advertisement on the five, and they were, they had that platter of hamburgers in front of them from Burger King. None of them would eat it. <laughs> and they said, they decided they're not going to go there anymore either. Now that, whoever decided to market them like that, I think they made a big mistake. Oh my gosh. Certainly turned me off. Even to eating hamburgers that I make myself, I, I kind of get it when my stomach turns. But when you stop and think about it, why would they show this time lapse of the of the hamburger getting fuzzy and furry and <laughs> Okay. And why would they show that disgusting thing? It turned so many people off. I wonder if it hurt their business. I know it hurt. Uh, well, it didn't hurt it from my standpoint because I didn't eat it anyway. But it hurt it from the five standpoint. They said they're not going there ever again. <laughs> that was bad ad marketing advertisement. Oh, yuck. <coughs> If the, the point was, if they take the preservatives out of it, this is what will happen in the time lapse thing. Well, when you order your food from a restaurant, do you sit there for days in order to let it age? and grow mold? Or do you eat it right away? Well, most people, I can't say all, most people would eat it right away or take it home and eat it. <coughs> They're not going to let it sit on their counter for days and then eat it. Jeez, <laughs> why would they do that? Just to say, well, we're, we want to keep the preservatives in it. Well, okay. Whatever. It certainly turned me off. So I just wondered if any of y'all had seen that disgusting thing. If it's if it comes out on and you realize that's what it, the advertisement is... I would suggest you either turn the TV off or change the channel immediately. Don't watch it. It'll make you sick. It's like those raccoons. And I've seen, I've heard this before. They showed the raccoons. <coughs> They're scrounging around in the garbage. And the one raccoon says, This is awful. This is horrible. Try it. The raccoon says, no, I'm not going to try it. And the other guy's going on, oh, this is awful, horrible, try this. And the other raccoon says, I'm not going to try it. Why would I try it when you say it's awful? And the other guy says, I can't get the taste out of my mouth. Here, try it. <laughs> the other raccoon says, I'm not going <laughs> to. That's kind of. What it reminded me of. People do this all the time. I've done it. <laughs> you taste something and it's really awful. Here, try this. It's awful. <laughs> the other person. <laughs> I'd say six times out of ten, the other person will take it and try it. <laughs> and then you're sharing all that badness with someone else. 
because it brings up a personal thing in my life. Here, try this. It's awful. <laughs> you just want to share that awfulness with someone else. <laughs> Rather than just say, I find this to be pretty bad. <laughs> if I were you, I'd think about eating it or just take a little bitty taste. Here, try this! <laughs> it's awful! <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> how many times have I done that? <laughs> and how many times have they tried it? <laughs> Rather than just say no! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I apologize. I can't seem to get control. <laughs> I got the gills over that one. <laughs> okay, well. Um, <laughs> maybe this. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe this, uh, what I've shared with you today, maybe it'll help you to realize what kind of suggestions to, to give me. Uh, I don't want to get into scientific stuff. Um, I want to know why somebody is hurt, hurting somebody else on purpose. That's what gets me worked up and thinking. Uh, so... That's the kind of suggestions to send to me. Uh, something that hurts somebody. Why? I want to know why. And who's doing it. Why, why are they allowed to get away with it? That's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. Um, the technical stuff. The uh, scientific part of it. Uh, I don't get into it at all. My mind doesn't work that way. Uh, um, I, I don't want to know how it's made. I just want to know how it works. And what does it, what does it do? What's it going to do to make things different? That's, that's what I like to know. How does it feel? <laughs> so... Thanks for your suggestions. Um, I appreciate them. I'm just explaining to you why I, there's some of them that I won't really address in the way you expect me to. <clears throat> and in between that, other things came up in my mind. And that's, that's the way my mind works, y'all. Going from one thing to the next, to the next. And things that really aren't important to anybody else, probably. And that's what surprises me about Dolly Shares, that people are interested in listening to Dolly Shares. It's just a bunch of, bunch of thoughts that run through my brain. And... And they aren't real earth-shattering. They don't make a difference in the world. Well, some of them I hope they do. Some of my thoughts, I hope they make a difference. I feel that's why I'm here. Talk about things like that. Like, bring out in people's face, in your face, this is what is going on. Please, wake up see it. Don't be used and abused. Wake up, take a stand. That's what I believe is one of my main 
reasons to be here. Talk about things, make you more aware of what's happening so that you can make a good decision on how you want to handle it, how you choose to handle it. You may choose to bury your head in the sand and ignore it. Oh, that's okay. That's your choice. But I'm here to tell you, it's there. It's happening. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to help to go on the positive side or not? And that's it. I ran out of time. Thank you for listening, y'all. Please give me your comments. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening.